0: Welcome to the 50th episode of the AMM Dividend Growth Podcast. The focus of this episode is on luxury good companies like Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, and Hermes, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but the focus is gonna be why they've been such long-term winners, what has led to their dominant market position and their returns. But before we get into it, just a reminder that our full disclaimer is at the end of the episode, but this is for educational purposes only. These are my own opinions, and this is not an offer to buy or sell securities. Let's get into the question. Why have luxury good companies like Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, and, and Hermes been these long-term winners? What has maintained their market position, uh, their margins, and their high returns? Over the last 10 years, LVMH uh, stock is up 331%, and Hermes is up 297%. Now, the S&P 500 during that time is only up 185%. And that's just all just based on price. There's no dividends calculated into that. And I pulled that data from y charts. And when you think about a luxury good company, they're just selling a product. You know, yeah, it's a high quality and expensive product, but in theory, a startup luxury brand, they could create a equal or better product, ramp up their marketing, and then knock off the incumbent. But it doesn't happen. And the question is why? And so when you look at it, you see that there's actually a barrier to entry. And I can see, too, that the luxury good companies, the dominant ones, what they create. The first way they do this, the way they create a barrier, is signaling. The CFO of Moet Hennessy, uh, Jean Jacques, and I'm not going to say his last name because I'm terrible at French, he said in an interview that luxury brands are a dialogue between you and the product. You know, it's how does it make you feel about yourself? But it is also a dialogue with you and the rest of the world. So this clip is from the podcast In, Co- in Good Company with Nikolai Tanjin and it's an interview with Jean Jacques. Luxury is not simply a dialogue between the product and the client. It's also showing off. I mean, it doesn't have a very positive meaning showing off, but it's, it's, it's really expressing oneself through uh, logos, through products in, in, in different Mm -hmm. ways, which are very important for the people that that are buying it. This is why we have such a large market. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dialogue with a Steinway piano is not a very, it's a very intimate dialogue. It's not something that you can interact with other people with. You're signaling to others with their products how you want other people to perceive you. You It could be wealth, or that you're a person of quality, or or just something else that the brand represents. The existing dominant luxury brands are more well-known to the rest of the world than the newer, trendier uh, brand names. Therefore, the other people out there, they're more likely to understand the signal that you're putting out with their products. The second way that they're building barriers is through heritage and longevity. LVMH goes to great lengths to tie itself to historical moments and historical people. You're drinking the same champagne or, or liquor as Winston Churchill. You're wearing the same Berluti shoes as Greta Garbo did. These ties to history and these historical people, they don't exist with those newer, trendier luxury brands. And that tie to history means the dominant luxury brand is built to last. It has longevity. So if you want to tie yourself to that history and you want to be associated with it, you want to be associated with that heritage, then you're going to buy the existing dominant luxury brands. And this longevity protects the signal that you're trying to send out to the world. With newer brands, you don't know if they'll be around in 10 or 20 years. And people won't be able to pick up the signal you're trying to send out to the world if that brand goes defunct. Because the current dominant luxury brands have those ties to history, and their perception has been the same over the decades, then you're more likely to buy their goods because you feel safe in the knowledge that they'll be around in the future and that that social signal that they send out to the rest of the world will remain intact. So from something that just inherently lacks a barrier to entry, that's consumer products, we start seeing one emerge with these luxury goods because of the cultural and psychological cues that they use to build their barriers. And then those cues become hard to overcome for newer, trendier brands. In that same interview, Jean-Jacques said they've incubated some new brands, some new luxury brands, but they haven't gotten big. They remain small because the existing dominant ones have built such a huge barrier and have built such a huge market position and market psychology with the consumer. And it's because of that that these brands have maintained their aspirational status among the mass affluent. And that maintains their pricing power maintains their margins, and maintains their high returns on equity and invested capital. And so what's made them long-term winning businesses. Now, we don't own either company. Uh, LVMH is on our watch list, but they trade on the pink sheets. You know They don't have an ADR, so it does make it a little tough to, to own them in any sort of size. But we continue to watch them, and maybe one day we might add it to the portfolio. If you want to join our email list and get all our write-ups on positions that we own currently, and when we post new podcast episodes, there's a link in the description for you to sign up and do so. And if you want to learn more about the and Dividend Growth Strategy for your personal account or for your clients as a separately managed account, then you can call me or email me. Both of those are in the description. And until next time. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Glenn Bush and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of American Money Management, LLC, an SCC registered investment advisor who serves as a portfolio manager to private accounts. Clients of AMM, Mr. Bush, employees of AMM may buy or sell securities mentioned without prior notice. The opinions expressed do not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell securities. This podcast should not be considered investment advice and is for educational purposes only.